Welcome to the Buried Gems Podcast, where we dig through internet literature to try and find the next big thing. So I was just watching Sex House. And what? That show's great. <laughs> it's yeah, the onion, yeah, it's, it's an onion YouTube show. Charlie it actually is really funny. It's so good. Uh, also. Oh, this is a real thing? Oh yeah. It's like, a, par- yes, it's, it's like a it's a parody of brother. Big Brother, yeah, that's exactly what uh, it is. it's so good. <laughs> Oh I, wait! It's, it's a parody Fast. of Big Brother. Oh, yeah. that makes uh, just yeah, all just all. I didn't realize it was for shows, Big Brother Big specifically, Brother and the name Big Brother really adds a lot to it. Actually, <laughs> think about it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Miss uh, cameras all around. Uh, you you can't do certain things. So wait, was Big Brother the show people. literally about like just banging each other? No. Kind of though. I never watched it, Big Brother. It's not what it was about though. It was about, it wasn't like, about them, though, getting yeah. like the vote and voting people off or whatever. What was it? It's about being community? kind of like the the best at doing things and also having good political. But what things? Standards. Yeah, it's more of a political game. But what things? Yeah. And what people? You could sleep with someone uh, and then they'll probably not kick you off. So <laughs> sex has a lot to do with it. <laughs> I'm just confused. Like you say, like it's a political thing, but isn't it like? What do you mean it's a political thing? Like they're just in a Because you vote people off. It's like Survivor. You vote people off. Okay, so it's, it's like Survivor, exactly but like Survivor. what are the challenges? It's exactly like, like in Survivor, Survivor they're on like a random desert island. Random bullshit. Random bullshit. It's just like, oh, throw a ball through a hoop. I don't know, just whatever the fuck they make up. <laughs> it's mostly a popularity here's contest. A, here's a toothpick and a rubber Enticing. band, like make get out of this like uh So it's handcuffs. essentially just one big long popularity contest. Yeah. And they usually sleep with each other. Why is it called Big okay. Brother? For political favors. Thank God. Because they're being watched all the time oh, with cameras. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That, that makes sense because actually it's very similar to the story we're about to read on the Barry Jim's podcast where the government's constantly watching and making sure the lower class citizens never uprise. Or will they? Well, you have to listen Too to this soon. podcast to find out. <laughs> <laughs> was that, was that more, that was more, that felt more like a trailer than an intro in my opinion. There's <laughs> a teaser. You teased it a I little bit. I teased it a little bit. Uh, and the person teasing you is, in fact, Fancy Octopus. I am your host. I also got Proper Gent here. How How's it going? Hey! Hey, what's going on? I'm over here and I'm <laughs> ready to read the story. Let's go. Hey, we also got... <laughs> <laughs> we also got Thomas. What's up? You, have you... I don't have a bit. I have, you have no, no bits. bits today? I'm... No bits. I'm about to collapse from exhaustion. <laughs> I have okay. no bits. We got hyena. <laughs> yep, it's me, hyena. <laughs> I also wow. have Guys, no bits. Guys, bits. Wow, I just gotta love that Amy. classic hyena charm. <laughs> We're low energy today. Dude, these, We're these low bits energy are just knocking it out of the park today, guys. <laughs> and we got Stave. I I got a bit for you. <laughs> It's either true or false. Oh, <laughs> oh programming. Oh, God. Uh, uh, hit it uh, up with the uh, crowd. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Uh. So, you know why you should never look a gift horse in the mouth? You should never look a bit horse in the mouth? You know why? You know why you should never look a gift horse in the why? mouth? In the mouth? You might find a bit. Uh, that's, that's a good one. Okay, we're back on track. But not like society. Because <laughs> bits are the thing they used for horses. Yeah, they put, they put them in the, in the, <laughs> the horses. They always chew on them. Okay, horses, uh, yeah. Right? I actually needed the explanation, so. Horses. So while the podcast <laughs> was is with joke, that bit, last bit joke, definitely on track. One thing that's not on track is society. Uh, a week before recording, uh, there was an insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. And honestly, we're kind of descending into a cyberpunk-esque dystopia, and it's kind of rad. Like, it's kind of like a cool, fun thing where all gets to be a part Fuck of yeah. super cool and super fun well, well, yeah i was about to say i had fancy uh, octopus no, are not condoned by i'm the just rest. like no cyberpunks here. i looked at was like rednecks storming the capital either yeah like i mean but like it's got like all the social media conspiracy theories and like fake news and like corporations putting money into dark uh, uh like astroturf things it's like a cool cyberpunk video game and i'm ready to you know jack into the matrix if you know what i mean I don't know yeah, what you man. mean, honestly. 
That'd be a bad thing, yeah. If you watch the yeah. match, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I want to jack into. I want to be into the. It was an attempt live. at a, a Keanu Reeves cyberpunk reference. I, I guess that that was that one guy, right? Is that Cypher, in the first dude. movie he betrayed them for the stake? Yeah, yeah Cypher. He's mm. like, hey, Cypher was right. Take the red pill Cypher and leave, right. or take the blue pill and stay. I take both and see what happens. Wait, I thought I thought the red pill was to stay. Yeah, yeah. I thought the red yeah, pill the made you leave. The blue pill is to leave. Oh. Yeah, the red pill makes you figure out stuff. The blue pill's like... Go oh, back to sleep. and oh. that makes sense color-wise. You know what, you know what I got like... the red pill on recently? Oh. What'd you get red pilled on? Horses. Horses have 400,000 blood types. What the... F- what? Whoa. Gorillas a... have one. Humans have four. Horses have 400,000. So horses beat us. <laughs> It's fucking insane. Who gave horses four hundred thousand? <laughs> Who designed blood this? Types? What is this distribution curve? Yeah, what are, the, are all the mammals collectively? Yeah, what is this curve? I don't know, but man, <laughs> horses have to have at least half of the blood types. <laughs> I got my PhD in blood horse types. <laughs> <laughs> I've been cataloging horse blood types my whole life. It's like it's so the granular their blood done. types that if you have like they can use blood types to identify a horse's parent. Like if you have the same blood <laughs> right. type. As another horse, you're probably related That's insane. To blood type 399,998. Yeah, it's blood Dude, type. This is a uh, blood type C, B, C, C, D, F negative. No, it literally is. It's like it's like <laughs> capital capital A through F, lowercase a. Oh my, it's like a hex That'd number. Really like it's a combination of those two. It's a good thing humans aren't like that, yeah. Like, gorillas get the best, it sounds like. But they're just really endangered, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, yeah. I guess that dead. will make you have one blood type. <laughs> there's like, if there's like fifty, there's like less than a hundred mountain gorillas left in the world. Yeah, it's pretty sad. rough. Wow, wow, it's that bad. Like shit. I mean, I thought there was at least a few thousand or something. Like damn, the like one specific type of gorilla I'm talking. Oh, about. there's like, oh, it's, like more a, it's like a black rhino. You know, it's gonna die, and then we're gonna be like, all right, we still got other rhinos though. So you know, gotcha. So this tragic. is the black rhino mm-hmm. of gorillas mm-hmm. has the one blood type. So interesting. The apes also seem to be going towards a dystopia. At least that one mountain gorilla. And so I figured it would help be helpful for us when we're entering our dystopia to read a dystopic fiction so that we can kind of like, you know, get prepared, right? Specifically one about a civil war, it seems informative. So we're going back to New Dawn today, uh, which I'm assuming everyone here is an expert in, New Dawn. I forget everything except for the fact that they've got different <laughs> colors and that they're, it's like a big... I mean, that is like the big state. thing with That them, is the is big the thing. the color code system. It's the color coding system. they got different colors instead of races. Well, they have both. They have colors and races. they got like 400,000 different citizen exactly. types. Exactly. You have like the Starship Trooper thing where it's like you can earn your citizenship. Yeah, yeah. Like you could uh, go from government. a green to a red. I did not realize. Your abs- this does have some Starship Troopers, you know, vibes to it. I didn't even like pick up on that, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, like earning your citizenship through like military. The military, yeah. 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 Except there's a racial aspect. I guess yeah. they didn't have that in Starship Troopers. I so that's be like a, a citizen, so I can have babies. <laughs> <laughs> or there's Ender's Game that also had can't wasn't that also where only military people could vote? Or maybe I'm wrong on that one. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty common like kind of fascist idea, right? That like only people who go to the yeah, military yeah. deserve to vote, right? It's like that Starship Troopers thing. <laughs> All right, Mr. Ryder of New Dawn, you aren't original is what we're trying Sassy to say. Sassy historian, make new ideas. Sassy historian sounds like a pseudonym that could be on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have our history you. expert here today. Uh, so I guess I'll do a Sassy quick so. recap of what I remember uh, of the story. Uh, I haven't skimmed it in a while, so hopefully I'm correct. Um uh, Feel free to correct me, but I don't think I won't take any of your word for it. Because uh... <laughs> so, moving forward, uh, red citizen teacher dude goes to goes to well, red red's the best citizen, uh, and he goes to school to teach kids, and then a school shooting happens. What from the orange citizens? Wasn't, wasn't rise there up something and better than shoot. red? Is red the top? Red's the top. Red and white is the top. Like oh. white people. So like there's white 
there's white. There's because oh. they still have races because they have like. Oh wait, do they have a white color in this? Oh, I no, completely no. forgot. No, they have colors, and then they also have racial types, right? So like, if you're like oh. green and oh. European and do six months of military service, then you become a red citizen. And then, but you can go from orange to green if you're like Hispanic or whatever. Yeah, you can't so, go to red. So red teacher. Oh yeah, goes like to uh, class, teaches class about the Civil War, and then school shooting occurs. And well, it's like the highly like uh, uh, the yeah, it's like the revisionist where they Civil did no War. Wrong. Then we jump uh, cut to the president. I believe we jump cut. Yeah, we jump cut to the president, and or the okay. senator, the senator, and the senator goes and talks to the president about putting down the insurrection, uh, and there's like a whole bit there where like Trump is president or whatever, and then we jump to the army dude, and the army dude is like an orange citizen who's an arm or a green citizen who's an army dude, uh, or something like that, and he's also got like an orange, and they're being sent in to uh, kill the orange. Uh, insurrectionists at the at the city hall or whatever and that's effectively i mean i, I lost a lot of details in there but <laughs> that's that's the basic recap i don't even know if you're right or wrong i don't even like i just don't remember this fucking story <laughs> <laughs> we'll pick up on so it long. in a while yeah usually this isn't how you read stories like with like a chapter and then wait a, few a year and then, read another <laughs> then we wait a year <laughs> If you're really bad at reading, well, I was waiting for <laughs> an insurrection at the Capitol to occur. Then we, then it would be appropriate, to, proper to read the story again. Well, we needed it to be timely and trend. So yeah. we're gonna read it every time there's an insurrection at the Capitol. Yep. So I mean, yeah, we're gonna be reading a lot a of new, new insurrections. <laughs> anyway, uh, so anyone else got any comments on the story before we just dive in? I guess. I remember liking this, but I don't remember why. So hopefully, this will remind me. It's been a while. Uh, we can just jump in. I'm sure it's be been. I think we'll be able to. We'll we'll just go in chaos like. So this is chapter four of New Dawn by Sassy Astorin. Amy Redcliffe one. Preservation recap station of Commonwealth of Virginia, May twenty fourth, twenty sixty seven. What a day to be a reporter. The entire station was in a complete panic. The last time we had entered a crisis mode such as this was back in the 50s, when I was still in grade school and when, the, when that had erupted into chaos. To witness firsthand the mobilization of the entire news department was a sight to behold. What perhaps had, more been, a, had been a more modest day in any, any other year. The 24th of May would be known to the entire world when I was able to interview a high senator. The magnitude... Oh, is it the fucking high senator, dude? Is he going to show up oh, and be like, what's up, yes, it. Yes, it is. It is the uh, same senator, dude. He's like, he's like the... Evil senator dude behind the scenes who actually controls like the the government. Yeah, Frank Underwood or whatever. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was imagining <laughs> him as. The magnitude for this announcement had shocked my boss, Eric Stone, to the point where he had frozen while holding onto the phone when the White House had informed us of the event. Of course, doctrine states that we publish everything that the Preservation Party had dictated as newsworthy. And hell, even I just noticed that Preservation Party isn't that what they called the people in the Purge. In the Purge? Yeah, like in the Purge movies, isn't it the Preservation Party? Uh, oh, I have uh, never seen those movies. I, haven't, I haven't either, but... so... Preservation well, Party. Well, since no one it. here is to challenge me, it is what they are. Uh, it, does not, it does not look like <laughs> it. Oh, fuck. Apparently the National Preservation Party was a political party in Iceland. Oh, look at that. This So Iceland conquered the United States in this canon. Okay, that makes sense. And they got really uncool all of a sudden. Alright, that's my personal headcanon. <laughs> I'm going to look for things to validate it and then discard all evidence that doesn't validate it. <laughs> of course, Doctrine states that we publish everything the Preservation Party had, had dictated as newsworthy, and hell, even sometimes we'd have a regular senator join the call to discuss the recent politics of the day. But when I heard that High Senator Richard Gray was going to join for an exclusive 30-minute piece, mm-hmm. I knew I had to convince Eric I deserved the spot. His Dick Gray. <laughs> Dick Gray's coming in, and he's high. You gotta get that checked out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're very mature on this podcast. Like, <laughs> We're all laughing. <laughs> Eric had been scurrying about the entire station, trying to talk to the entire camera set. The state stage designer and his assistant, man always claimed to be a calm and collective type of individual. He was trembling and sweating up a storm, trying to put the pieces together. After all, the piece was going to start in the next hour. 
surprising, con- surprising considering that most of the time that the White House would usually give us numerous days to respond to any request for an interview. But with the count- country in a crisis with these attacks across the country, I would have to assume the party was doing this to squash any type of panic that may arise with the notion of orange citizens rampaging the street- city streets. I mean, that's also kind of reminiscent of the summer, you know? The summer? What's that? Is that another movie? No, like the protests. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, this I mean, summer. Like, yeah, we got to crush these. Yeah, this people are rampaging through the streets of Portland. Me, a person right. living Portland, in Chicago, Portland's is big, saying. Right, yeah. You have people being like, yeah, Portland's a shithole and burnt to the ground. People literally think that. Yeah, it's like, why well, would you want to move to Portland, Portland after that? Maybe this guy's fine. like, is this guy a prophet? <laughs> dude, this guy is a prophet. He's, dude, he's just writing the U.S. right now. It was updated in December 18th, 2020. Oh. Oh, but is that the newest chapter? I said when was no, this that, chapter? I think made? this chapter like, was I mean, made in the spring. Oh, July yeah, 17th, 2019 is when this chapter was published. Dang. Okay. Oh, okay. Wow. So it's like... It's more relevant than it's ever been. <laughs> Eric. 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 I continued to pester him. Damn formality. I needed this interview. Amy. 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 What the fuck do you want? Can't you see I'm trying to unfuck us for when the high senator comes? <laughs> <laughs> He's like a fucking I already like this like guy. Irish gangster from the Bronx <laughs> or something. Like. Eric grabbed a handkerchief and began to swipe on his forehead. The stain motor made a roar shark image on the cloth. Who are you planning on giving the interview to? Almighty JC, I thought you were gonna pester me with something fucking important. You wanna do it? You think you have what it takes to interview a fucking high senator? I haven't had a slot like this since 62, and no way in hell am I going to give it to a fresh blood. Fresh blood? I have been a part of the station for three years. Yeah, and what do you have to show for it? The last time I checked, <laughs> your biggest piece was talking about the pollution levels of New Dawn. Fucking bravo. Eric, you know I'm a great interviewer. I will not be intimidated by the high set. Forget it. I'm giving the gig to Roger. Roger? Why the hell would you want that fool to take the spot? The man is very literate, and he has an annoying lisp as well. (laughs) Wait, he's very literate? That was the problem? Barely literate, yeah. Oh, barely. (laughs) I heard very, yeah. It's like, what's the problem? (laughs) He's extremely literate. (laughs) Eric immediately pivoted to his left and continued to walk past the set room. He grabbed a clipboard and began to cross off names on the list. Was he really going to try and ignore me now? So we can get, a get, get away with giving Roger fucking Nelson the gig? The man who was remembered as being the commentator who said it, it called it the state of Virginia. Th- wait, what? Oh, I got it. Because it's it, not a state it's, anymore. Uh, well, I thought it was because of the Commonwealth. But Oh, is it just because of I mean, that? I don't know. That would be a very... No. It can't be it, right? It's got to be that Virginia's not a state anymore. Yeah, yeah. Wait, is it's not a thing. Preservation Recap Station, yeah. Commonwealth of Virginia. Yes, yes, and our, but like, oh, at the top, who would who would remember that? Like, people say that constantly every yeah, day. Yeah, I would say that's yeah, a that's pretty. Not some, be, that's not it, a. Flow. It's got to be like Virginia's not a state. Well, no, because at the top like of the page it says Commonwealth of Virginia. <laughs> yeah, but it's Commonwealth of Virginia nowadays, and people say that. Yeah, every but day. I, yeah. I don't think Virginia's yeah. the Commonwealth of, Ma- of Massachusetts. Virginia too. is a Commonwealth. Yeah, Massachusetts is also a Commonwealth. So it's Massachusetts, but okay. nobody oh, calls okay. it that because nobody cares. Yeah, it's like I'm sure maybe flood. people there because people will do that in Massachusetts. They'll say the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. You see that everywhere. Did you know that Rhode Island technically has the longest name of any state? Yeah, Kentucky, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Virginia. Yeah, I don't. Uh, well. <laughs> Why is everything called a commonwealth? I remember that was a thing. Like, everything is a commonwealth. Nothing is a state. Like, you know, like, nothing. Oh, that's right. Like, oh, what the fuck is a commonwealth? Commonwealth of Jackson. Commonwealth of Virginia. Commonwealth huh. of Jackson. So, yeah. So, it looks like. Uh, maybe they, maybe they the renamed term. everything to commonwealth because of the Civil War. And the founding fathers and stuff like that. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I don't okay. know. I'm just weird. I'm just trying uh, to find logic. With I it. know, but it's like they'd be going. To hey, the- what the fuck? Okay, so Rhode Island, Rhode Island used to have the longest name of any state until 2020. It used to be this formerly the state of Rhode Island and Providence Plantations. Okay. And then <laughs> in November 2020, some chicken shit voters changed the name 
Now it's just the state of Rhode Island. Where'd all the mystery Dude. go? Dude. Wow. Those, My fun facts those obliterated. Stuff, those fuckers. Pretty lame. <laughs> absolute <laughs> fuckers, dude. We should fact check your own. We should fucking. Fact <laughs> we should. That you're we should storm Rhode Island. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that right now. Are you guys on a fly to Rhode Island? <laughs> I've got some Viking helmets nope. and organic diets nope. I can bring. I'm going to stay in my house in quarantine. Hey, I'm fine with it. Let's give all the neo Confederates Rhode Island, and that's they get that. <laughs> we'll uh, give the Confederates Rhode Island, Providence. <laughs> I'm fine with this. Oh god! <laughs> Just shove them all into Rhode Island. All right, we can give them a bigger state. Even yeah, give them smack like them right uh, up between uh, uh, New York and Boston. You know, yeah, idea. that's a bad place. No, like, give then, them then we can beat up on them. Give them like uh, <laughs> what's a good state to give them? They need Montana, like, a wide open space. Montana, yeah. So I was thinking a wide yeah, open Montana's space away too from. Pretty though. Give them like Wyoming. Yeah, but it's no, away Wyoming's from everything. Wyoming's pretty too. It's... Give them North Dakota. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. North Dakota. North Dakota. And we'll throw in South Dakota too. Buy one, get one free. The, the Confederacy of Dakota. Just make them their own country. Just put walls around them. All right, you I'm know pretty what? sure that's like partially the plot of Far Cry. We five. give them, or we give them South Dakota <laughs> so that they can hate North Dakota and be like, oh, those liberal North Dakotans, <laughs> you know, so then they'll uh, direct their aggression over there and ignore uh, the rest of America that gets shit done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The man had been stuck in the 40s since he came to this set. Eric weaved right past two separate clothing racks that two interns were pushing, and by the time they had cleared, the man had vanished quicker than an orange citizen when they got their girlfriend pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Damn. That sounded personal. Is that some sort of future racial slur? Yes. Absolutely. Damn. Yeah, just like that was a racial joke, I guess. Even if you're using the word orange, like, you can't can't just straight up... (laughs) Make a fucking racist. You know he joke. really eats like a flim bob on a high. So you don't know how it is oh in the 2080s, man. Uh, you don't know what it's like. That came out of nowhere. That was like you know you're fighting someone and they just keep punching with their left hand and then finally they use their right and you're like what? <laughs> it's like oh shit, their right hand was the main hand the whole time. <laughs> Son of a bitch. That's so terrible. Well, if Eric was not going to give me the spot willingly, I had to get Roger to agree to give me the interview. This was the one chance of a lifetime that could make a break a reporter's career. I took a left to the studio where Roger was sitting in a chair talking with three enthralled aides who were listening to another tale of heroism. Mind you, the asshat is in his mid-50s and has a beer gut. They were not entranced by the figure of youth, but instead the green he had in his name. (laughs) Oh, hey, Amy. It is always a pleasure for you to join us. I was just telling these beautiful women about my time in the army. Where I served during the skirmishes. Fascinating. May I speak to you privately? (laughs) Oh my, 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 Amy. You better watch yourself. The other girls might get jealous that you want to give me all that alone time. It was damn near impossible not to roll my eyes. But somehow I persevered. Those airhead giggled along to the lame-ass excuse for a joke. (laughs) Come, sit down. I was just talking about how my platoon had taken out a blue command post in the old and forgotten Denver, Colorado. <laughs> we lost Denver. <laughs> oh, wait. That's right. Blue's not a thing anymore. I guess they killed all the blues. Huh. Evidently. What is blue? Because they, they took out a blue command post. We were talking about how, like, before that there's no blue citizens, and because... Like, like red is the top, you Uh, know, like red's the top citizen, like the Republican, and then like the blue citizens are like nowhere to be found. Yeah, right. They just disappeared. Oh. For some reason. By this point, (laughs) I turned around and started leaving when he mocked me. You see, ladies, that is a textbook example of how to not be a woman. Fuck you, Roger, and your shitty interview. I had stormed out of the rest of the second floor and took the elevator down to the first floor. I need some goddamn coffee. Walking over to the buffet, I grabbed myself a plate of breakfast and poured myself a cup. I had been so distracted in trying to get a news story, I had completely neglected eating. Sitting in the break room, I had a commotion coming out of the front. Fuck it. I turned on my ORB rest and relaxation setting, began to watch some of the aerial footage of Nudon Institute through my retinas. If, if I wasn't going to get a call to adventure with the great Richard Gray, I was going to start working on a recap of the full military operation that was taking place today. 
The interview was supposed to go concurrently with the crushing of the Orange Enclave in New Dawn, and I was curious to see how much of a time sink they, they could get together. I was eating my bagel as I watched the aerial view. The Deltas had just left Fort Kavanek, which is located west of River Bend. The Deltas just turned on to First Street, where a figure stood in front of me. Pissed off that someone was bothering me when I was eating, I yelled, What the fuck do you want? <laughs> oh my god, Amy needs to chill a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty rough. I mean, I've been walking around, and then someone was eating, and I was like, Hey, like, where's the, the bus stop? And if they told me to fuck myself, I'd feel pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for that. <laughs> Great commentary. <laughs> This guy's uh, out of line. <laughs> Turning off the retinas, I stared in awe as standing before me was the High Senator Richard Gray. I had just F-bombed one of the most powerful and influential men in all the Commonwealths. Sweat had just crept up on me, and I may have just kissed my entire reporting career goodbye in that one instance. I apologize. I did not intend to startle you. I just recognized you from a piece you did early on the year. The one about pollution and new dawn, correct? The old man had a warm face. His complexion and demeanor completely contradicted the terror of a man my man, my mind had always projected. Hearing of a high senator immediately gave a sway of authority, in fear that contradicted the image presented in front of me. Hell, the man even looked like my own grandfather. He grabbed the chair right next to me and sat down. Yes. My name is Amy Redcliffe, sir. Sir, while that is a fine and proper title, but you may call me Richard instead, Miss Redcliffe. Amy will do just fine, Richard. He smiled once again. Amy, now I must say that that piece really did lift my spirits. Many reporters these days want to get the most exciting of highlights. I feel that your generation has a desire to bring sensationalism back from the brink. But I could tell from that piece alone that you are a modest journalist who merely wants to present the facts how they are. Unbiased, clean-cut. A true reflection of the story, without the fluff of emotion to cloud the tale. <laughs> I got... <Okay>. I... <laughs> That's pretty, uh, this guy's really projecting on this reporter. Yeah, I, yeah, this is supposed to be, like, I saw you talk about how there's a lot of gunk in the water, and that made me see you're really the bee's knees when it comes to objective journalism. Most people today want to talk about sensationalist racial issues and hierarchies, but no. The problem is (laughs) the gunk in the water. (laughs) And we must burn said gunk. <laughs> I was going with that. Wow. I mean, it's so, the whole facts don't care about your feelings thing, right? Yeah. You know, like they always it, try to act like. Well, it. I think the implication too is as if like news reporting is this highly charged emotional thing. It's like that's just like not. It might be biased in certain ways, but it's not like some like soup because it's super emotional or something. I don't know. I don't get that type of spin i mean it kind of depends on what you're reporting on i imagine the guys who did like you ever seen the movie spotlight where they did the catholic sex abuse stuff like those guys are journalists but like it's about like real heavy shit yeah and i think journalists often get really emotionally invested in their stories because they care yeah i mean you you should a lot of the times you cover pretty fucked up shit but that'd be a case where you wouldn't have somebody complaining about like why aren't these just the facts all these facts about Catholic pedophiles are a real sensationalist, if you ask me. <laughs> Why is this journalist on the front lines of Iraq crying about the kid shot in front of it? Like, yeah, it's like, I don't think anybody complained about it. <laughs> sensationalist and bias, and it's honestly nitpicking. So, I guess Iraq didn't happen. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Objective fair, journalism. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, to be fair, this guy is supposed to be, like, the representation of, you know, like, the facts is not feeling this guy. So, yeah, he's, like, is projecting, you know, like, uh, as if, like, emotions are a pure bad thing. <laughs> emotions Objective- are for Democrats. <laughs> They're dead. Democrats. Ever really since good. the blues have been gone, we haven't had <laughs> any emotion. of these emotional problems. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now let's talk to my good friend Scream at a Christmas tree in Austin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alex Jones is like the like pivotal or the uh, what is the pinnacle? That's the word. Not he's pivotal. A, he's, he's, he's a pure pinnacle of non-emotion. He's, po- he's post-emotion. Media. Really, post-emotion. Uh, he's, he's, he's that's post-emotion. why he's post rage so much. He's gone beyond regular. He is beyond regular human emotion. He's transcended yeah, he's emotion beyond. and merely has urges. He, he has one of. <laughs> he just seems angry, but that's just the actual base state of humanity. When you strip away, don't when you strip understand. away the emotions and get to pure rationality, like that's what's at the base of it. Alex Jones is a representation of that. Objective journalism has been my expertise. (laughs) Roger Nelson has always been the talk show spin counterpart. I I believe you'll be giving him an interview within the next 30 minutes, Richard. Is that so? Well, I believe I have a different plan, Amy. You shall be the one to conduct the interview, if that is quite alright with you. I do not intend to put you in a position where you may feel unprepared, but I believe the people need someone who's going to get down to the God-honest truth to help with this interview. I care little for the buzzwords and sensation of the new media. You represent something truly American. Calm, calculated, and correct. <laughs> Anyone who ever C's. says American means calm, calm and, and calculated is not patriotic. They don't understand the true America that you need to love. The triple C, calm, calculating, and correct. That's, that's not my America. That's American pie right there. I don't know. I've never seen an American get uppity about anything before. You think you can make an apple pie without <laughs> being calm, calculating, and correct? I've never seen an American, you know, do something that wasn't calculated. That I think was, I've, one thing I've really never seen is a poorly organized mob of Americans <laughs> all riled up about something, storm a major government building, and attempt to take hostages. It, uh, yeah, ne- never, I mean, never seen uh, that. And if it did happen, it'd be like an unimportant thing, place, and area. Yeah, it would be it'd an be aberrant calm. thing that, diff- like, that nobody cared like about. Ten or twenty yeah. years of calculated buildup. <laughs> <laughs> I could not believe it, Richard Gray, Dick Gray. The high senator who is going to ask me to interview him. Yes! I blurted out, quickly covering my mouth, embarrassed at the outburst. Richard started to burst out laughing. <laughs> I love the enthusiasm, Amy. That's what we need from the youth. Not the doom and gloom that many want to present. I best be heading on up now. I will see you in 30. So he's definitely handpicking her because she's like a patriot, right? Yeah, yeah. This almost seems like the like the climate change complaint stuff of like, oh, you know, you need to stop complaining. Yeah, we don't want to be so negative and emotional. I, I think it. I think you're right. The doom and gloom that many want to present. I think he is, they're talking about like because you know, it's 2070. It's climate change is no doubt a lot worse. That is in twenty twenty, and I'm sure that you know, like he's probably being or, or even just. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if her pollution on New Dawn was about how it's not there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Or, or even if that's not what's happening, it's like uh, allegory. Like it's like a, a similar thing happening with whatever this is. Also, like generally speaking, if a politician chooses an interviewer, that's pretty sketch. Right. Well, it's not. What is this place called? What, the Preservation Recap Station. I mean, there's no first. There's no free speech here. <laughs> it, it's all fun, <laughs> right? Like when your news station. That'd be like if Fox News called itself Republican News. You know, like it's like basically what they're doing. I mean, they tried to Trump. I remember I, I, there was that one clip recently of Trump on the phone call where he's like, "I'm not. Well, I'm not on social media. I'm on Trump media." Which <laughs> is great. What? I like yeah, it. during the Georgia phone call, they were like, Sir, it's with social media, there's all these lies that get spread out. And he's like, I'm not on social media. I'm not on it. I'm on Trump media. There's <laughs> <laughs> like something along those lines. <laughs> huh. Pretty funny. Yeah, weird. I shook his hand, and with one last smile, he walked to the elevator. The next 30 minutes began to blur between the lines. I clicked Lean up, told Eric the station, flipped off Roger and went into clothing. 
They're very aggressive. Clo- dude, dude, she sounded more MAGA every second and went into clothing while one of the aides began to recite the approved questions I had asked him. A stupid grin was kept on my face the entire time. Before I even knew it, I was sitting in the chair opposite of Richard as the cameraman began to count down. The interview room is one of is one made of red. It streams down in a circular fashion with the logo of the Preservation Party, which is two eagles clawing down in a cross pattern, holding on to a sunrise. Our red velvet chairs are placed between a brown desk with an ashtray laying right in the center. Richard Gray sat there with composure. I see very few follow. The man is about 68 inches, and his slender body is accompanied by a red suit, as well as as the party insignia resting right above his protector pocket. His white hair is slicked back, and his outfit stands in complete contrast to the white dress I was wearing. His motions are calculated, quickly grabbing a sip of water and pulling a cigar out of his suit pocket. Dude's gonna fucking smoke a cigar while doing an interview. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, dude? like what? Who, who does that? <laughs> fucking badass. I think I might join the Republicans now. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, preservation party. Preservation party. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally a thing. I think, I forget who was it, but it's like. Dennis Prager has a show where he gets a bunch of people on to talk politics and they just smoke cigars and suits. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've oh, you think it's a reference to that or something? It, no. In my, I mean, it's just it's just a classic. Yeah, it's like a like, classic thing. Scummy businessman vibe. Like, you know? Well, it's yeah, generic, like, like, I'm a man, look at me smoke a cigar. That makes me a, a Yeah, it's, it's very performative. It's very much like, yeah. I yes. am what masculinity is portrayed as. I mean, it's why Crowder always carries a cigar when he interviews people on the street. <laughs> so it's a red room with red chairs, and the dude is dressed in a red suit. That just fucking looks like ass to me. Like, no, I agree. I was imagining in my head. I'm like, this is awful. Yeah, this is the worst. <laughs> this <laughs> makes me think of like the, those old dystopian like films, like 1984 or. I guess the Preservation Party doesn't have style. Look, they didn't win because of their inner decor <laughs> ideas, okay? <laughs> not why they won out. Dude, it's making me think of something like like this, you know, like the Clockwork Orange uh, stuff. Oh my god, but yeah. Like, I can I see that, <laughs> yeah. That's very interesting. Like, the, just like the intense color changes and stuff, like very Kubrick. That's that is disturbing. Like I'm disturbed by the setting. Like I, I, got, I got triggered a little bit there with the red on red on red. Uh, all right, going live in five, four, three. He then showed off his last two fingers before the camera turned red. Good morning, Commonwealth of Virginia, and to all the Commonwealths beyond. I am your host, Amy Redcliffe. And I have with me a special guest. He was the author of the best-selling novel, The War After, which documented the trials and tribulations of the government after the events of the 40s. He has been a part of numerous charitable causes, including the March for Freedom, which is the annual 12-kilometer event that represents each major blue outpost that was destroyed during that time. He has been in politics since 2031 and hails from the Commonwealth of Jackson where he has served the people there for the last 36 years. Please welcome Mr. Richard Gray. A simulated applause was presented as I waited for the next crawl of text to appear. Mr. Gray, how are you doing this morning? I'm quite well, Miss Redcliffe. Of course, I wish I could arrive to this lovely studio during better circumstances. Wait a minute. So it says... As I waited for the next crawl of text to appear, that means they're reading off a teleprompter. Yeah. Yes. So why the fuck does it matter who interviews him? It's prestige. Because well, then like, you get the credit. Yeah. 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 Really. Okay. Yeah. That make, okay. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Sure. I'm just saying, like, you don't think about it. Turn face on the television or whatever. Well, you're just reading what you're told. Next. Next. It's called acting. It's called acting. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's acting. <laughs> but yeah, it's not exactly great journalism, but you know, that's... I like how the, the next crawl of text is to ask him how he's doing. Like, like that could be... <laughs> it's so calculated. I love it, because it's like, it's so calculated. You can't say anything wrong. Like, this is approved text from the party. Asking this how the morning state is. approved. 
<laughs> well, first going to ask how his morning is, and he's going to say it's great. It's like, oh shit, we can't, you know, we're not that good at lying. We just need to like waste some time. <laughs> so, uh, Richard, what, what did you think about the weather today? Is that is that like you know? It's like sunny, yeah. wasn't it? Here, would so you like a cup of tea? Please drink it really slowly, just right for the camera. <laughs> how, how about how how about the Patriots this year? The only football team we have left. <laughs> the Patriots play the Patriots every day. They just execute orange prisoners by having a play against the like scrawny ass. But they don't. Have, they, yeah, they don't have play a against the Patriots. Like yeah, they don't pretend. It, right, right. They're, they're just not, starved and like bony. And they're it. just in the jump and, and seats, and then they go. And out. then they're average height versus like the six foot five juggernauts, and just like get crushed. Yep. <laughs> of course. Tragedy has struck the United Commonwealths, as two days ago, the first of now confirmed six reports of insurgent attacks lit up the national stage. The perpetrators, believed to be an orange terrorist cell known as the United Resistance, aims at red citizens across the country with their unified message of anger and hostility. The first question I have, Mr. Gray, is that do we know what the United Resistance demands are? Richard had pulled out a cigar and gave me a look. Of course, Mr. Gray. He lit a cigar and began to puff. His facial expression, which had originally been warm, had been replaced by concern in a more serious tone. First off, before I answer this question, I want to let the red, green, and some of the old citizens know that the government is very aware of the dangers of these threats. And that your safety will always remain our number one priority. Our thoughts and prayers are with those that have tragically died since the first day of fighting began. Ninety-six red citizens, twenty-eight green citizens, and even two orange citizens have been casualties of this aggression. My wife, Annabeth, and I shall pray for each of these fallen souls. And if I had the time, I would list every single one of their names on this show, just so that you can all see how their names are now seared into my brain. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, A little thick there, buddy. That is I'm very... not convinced that you memorized their names. <laughs> that is very thoughtful, Mr. Gr Secondly... The United Resistance is a tribe of cowardice. They will use fear and intimidation to get what they want, and will target the children of many schools in order to continue to push their agenda. The demands are on this Redcliffe. The demands are that we simply lay over and die. The goal of Resistance is to kill every single Red green and peaceful orange citizen until all that remains is the cornucopia of depravity that must plague our great nation. While those thoughts are indeed frightening, Mr. Gray, have they actually listed out any demands? Has the government come into contact with Juan Hernandez? Juan Hernandez continues to be a target that eludes us. We can confirm that is his real name, however, and not any pseudonym as well as he is a con native to the Commonwealth of Jackson. Oh, my problem is there's one million Juan Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> that is a really common name. <laughs> I've been listening to this podcast where they're reading through Ben Shapiro's book, oh, his God. novel, and in this novel he has a uh, his self-insert big buff marine guy try to <laughs> right. hunt down and racially profile a terrorist to try to show why racial profiling is good so he goes to the yeah, airport and yeah, he's like works. I need you to find me a so Middle long. Eastern guy named Muhammad <laughs> <laughs> so be sure to find the terrorist and obviously they're like yeah right. <laughs> unfortunately he has not even began to sue for peace and as a result we are stuck at a terrible crossroads uh, a crossroads what? what decisions are being weighed at this moment this was weird and off script. The conversation was supposed to be a small scope endeavor. Hell, I went off script the second he did, which began with the second goddamn sentence. At this point, I was just reacting like any normal human would. Eric was giving me a stunned expression along the lines of shut the fuck up and read the damn script. But I do not think that is what Richard, why Richard picked me. I think he wanted me to present the truth to people. 
and you're getting played <laughs> like a fiddle, Amy. Ooh. Oh, Amy. With a heavy heart, we in government must make a decision. You see, for years we had always believed that the classes could work together in harmony. The pillars of freedom, as we all know, are represented by four colors. Gold, green, red, and orange. Orange to showcase the dirt that all life must grow from. (laughs) 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 Green for the life that must begin to uproot. Red for the beautiful blooming fruit that we must collect from. And gold to showcase the beautiful horizon that provides for all others. Time and time again has these four colors been a showcasing of a bond between men. But now, one threatens to destroy the others. So the government must make this decision to activate Clarence Omega, which in effect will outlaw every orange citizen in the commonwealths, or to allow orange citizens to show they are truly available for salvation, and to give up Juan Hernandez and the rest of the enclaves, so that justice can be truly made. My mouth must have dropped because Richard gave me a quizzical look. The man was talking about classifying almost a third of the entire population to become an outlaw, which would in turn make make each of them a target to all automated security. The deaths alone would be in the tens of thousands in the first day alone. How the hell could he be so calmly discussing such an option? Is this Juan Juan Hernandez or (laughs) the many deaths of so many others? Does the president have an official statement on the situation? Why, of course! The president is a strong, determined leader who represents the best values of each of his constituents. The president has been up late at night with me ensuring that we keep a methodical and meticulous approach to the situation. The last thing we want to do is make a decision in a knee-jerk fashion. The president tries to emulate civility and order best he can. But when the sheep are under attack, the sheepdog must do what it can to protect the herd. Are you implying that the masses are sheep? (laughs) (laughs) A mere coincidence for the metaphor. I know my people are strong-willed, intelligent individuals who can also see the coming storm. I will pray the old citizenry can take justice into their own hands before we are forced to take a more aggressive approach. How long will we have before you decide your course of action? By the dawn of 25th of May, on Patriot's Day, if Juan Hernandez does not surrender and each enclave give up, then we will have no choice. Orange citizens, I implore you, take actions to your own hands. Give us Juan Hernandez, show us your loyalty. Thank you, and defend the dawn. The cameras cut off, and Richard Gray came over to me. You played your part well, Amy. You have potential. I will be in touch. Is, is that is that a fiddle that I hear? <laughs> Amy Poor got Amy. played. <laughs> now he's like making sexual advances. See, this is Frank <laughs> Under. This is Frank Underwood. Like getting with a young reporter. Wow. He's gonna murder later. You have promised because I was able to manipulate and use you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep you on my contact list. (laughs) I merely uttered a thank you before the man had walked out. What the hell is going to happen tomorrow? End of chapter four. So. This seems like a bad idea on the government's part. Because aren't the oranges their underclass who do all the work? Yeah, the dirt. The dirt of the earth. Yeah, wouldn't that cause like a pretty massive economic... I don't know what their economic system is. If it's like, like a state... Like a state-run, like type deal, like a state capitalist, or like even possibly like a, a weird, like state-managed type deal. But even then, under any economic system, if all of the workers die, yeah, if you kill a third of <laughs> you, if you wipe out a third of your population, that's like the yeah, base workers. The sort of self-omega side 
seems like a really bad idea. That, that's called your country uh, disintegrates and you're like a sh- yeah, like a shithole just all around. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would not work. I guess you could always make a new orange class, right? You'd be like, oh, well, since all the oranges are dead, I guess green. You know, we had to trample green, the green into green the orange. Is the new orange. <laughs> I wonder if this has happened before, where they like they threatened their annihilation. It's somehow been successful. Like, yeah, oh shit, you're gonna like kill I us. Mean, All right, here you go. That's pretty Here's- successful. Yeah, I would say it's a pretty good tactic when it comes to scaring people. Because imagine if literally the government was like, "Hey, anybody in this social class that's fucking massive, uh, kind of heavily encourages snitch on us, a snitch on this dude." We're going to have all of the automated security drones slaughter everybody. <laughs> like, yeah, but it kind of like heavily snitch. encourages the terrorism you're trying to stop, though, too. Yeah, so. yeah that's yes. going to be like, okay, let's fuck it. We're going to fight you then if we're going to die anyway. Like, yeah, you, if you're literally... You know, they're, well, so you, so I think I think the risk is that you either you radicalize a lot because of yeah, the people they're, you're like... They're stupid you're dirt, kill. remember me? <laughs> they, they can't <laughs> use their brains. But That's I guess the for, hope is that one of them will freak out enough. That, that, that yeah, that'll snitch. fucking snitch out one. Because you only need one. You can have some underling in the CNI resistance group, group. That's all it takes. Just one of them to break. Thinking about their mom, their daughter, you know, like what their family back home. That oh shit, they're involved. They're gonna die too. Fuck this. It's not you know. It's I not, mean, it's not worth it. Yeah, I mean when the when the U.S. threatens to kill like the families of terrorists and stuff, is that's the same tactic, right? I mean, that's what they do. Yeah. It's definitely yeah, not like, the first time that they've threatened to murder everyone that they've known to get the information. <laughs> it's that <laughs> double tap they do when they come out to collect the body, they kill the people who collect the body. That's like uh, not a joke. They literally do that. With yeah, them. they no, do. That. Yeah, it's no, fun. yeah, exactly. It's super fucked yeah. up. It's so, really fucked. So, am I surprised? Well, after last week, I'm not surprised by anything. So, uh, uh, like, is this extremely risky and kind of stupid? Yes. Could I see this party doing that? Yes. So, I, yeah. yeah, you know, it's logically consistent that this is I mean, such... this is very similar to how the the state uses the word terrorist already, right? Like, you know, like the terrorist is just a demarcation to mean an enemy of the state, which then suspends any rights for that, that person uh, for the most part. And here's a more structural, it's more hierarchical. Instead of just like terrorist could be anybody, it's specifically the orange people. But... They're saying, saying, oh, well, soon we're going to say everyone. This is when we're going to find out Juan Hernandez is a red citizen. It's good. Oh, my God. He's going to be like, <laughs> I don't <laughs> care about oranges. That's not even me. I'm not an orange citizen. I'm completely white. It's me, Juan. His name is John oh. Herman. Juan <laughs> Herman. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it Lopez becoming a red? So, I mean, I don't fucking know. Like, I guess you can be Hispanic and be a red. Like, you know? Like, yeah, you can be Hispanic and earn no, red. No, you can't be red. red. No, no, you can. You can get Wait, to yeah. green at the most. The, what no, I but what happens if citizen. one... What, what, what happens with interracial then? So, one European no, woman fucked, and one man. Hispanic... Yeah, that was a thing. There was like a, a a person that we we talked to in one of the earlier chapters who was like working on becoming a red or something through military service. Yeah, yeah, and it was like he was only half red, no, half orange too. Mm, interesting. Well, you mean half Hispanic? Yeah, you need to use the. <laughs> oh yeah, here it is. Yeah, orange, Lopez is, is a different story. Sixty six. First off, he had been my worst achievement. Continuously fucking off and always claiming because he came from a hard family life that somehow made him more qualified for a fucked up profession like the army. I could agree with him to some extent if he didn't spend every other conversation going in depth about his life as a kid. No, I take it back. I do get it. I can't even imagine your father being an orange. And genetics weren't that kind either. Dude was barely 66 inches and his physique matched that of a hipster, small and lanky. I was always hoping I could turn him around, but it was clearly he was only here for his red card and nothing more. Again, can't blame him. Just wish he wasn't under me. So we have. So any other thoughts on the on the chapter? I mean, that was that was kind of an interesting little tit and tat between the. Where the fuck is this story going? Yeah, that's yeah. So right now we have the uh, what we see here is the mobile is kind of the the strategy of the public strategy of the senator coming out and declaring orange citizens terrorists. Uh, it's gonna get interesting here. So I guess we'll do what we normally do. Uh, let's do some ratings for the story as, as we're as we're going forward. I guess we'll start with uh, Thomas. Uh, three out of five. It is okay. Any particular? <laughs> it, is, it is competently written, and um, I think the the weird genocide plot's interesting. <laughs> um, 
But it, there's a thing it reminds me of. It reminds me of in the Hunger Games where they already annihilated this one district, you know, in the past and it's been buried. And that's like the blue class. Blue, right. Yeah. And now they're about to do it again. And they threaten that to Katniss's district, I believe, in the Hunger Games. So I'm not mm. saying this is Suzanne Collins, but <laughs> it could be Suzanne <laughs> Collins. Um, also, it's also Future America. This is Future America. I'm pretty sure someone says some color words at some point in the Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah. Confirmed. Okay. So there we go. Where's the it, bow and arrow? I'll give it 2.5 out of 10 because I think that Suzanne Collins could do better. If this is Suzanne Collins, I think this is not her best work. But if it's not Suzanne Collins, then it's a 3 out of 10. Us drawing all these comparisons to other kind of dystopian works and how they're similar, I don't think it shows... I, I think the way to thing to take away from that is that all dystopian fiction was kind of correct. <laughs> like, in, in, in its own <laughs> unique way. <laughs> like that's, why, just... that's why we send every year some child tributes to fight in the fucking Superdome or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the child pageants. Yeah. <laughs> they go fight in what I just learned apparently is the largest stadium in the North American in the North American Hemisphere or the Western Hemisphere, which is the University of Michigan Stadium. Yeah, and we just send we send children from every state to go fight to the death, mm-hmm. and uh, that's the way it should be. Well, you got to get a good harvest. Yeah, I I actually get you get to you can buy the blood afterward as compost, and I put that on my garden. Every Fresh day. blood. I bet it makes great corn. This this amazing. I tried to grow corn last year. It didn't turn out great. Oh. So Were I guess the blood, blood all over it? Because, yeah, that might yeah. be a problem. Corn is kind of an orange food. Um, <laughs> I feel orange. bad for saying that. Um, <laughs> I mean, all I food is orange. There, it grows from the dirt. It's all food is orange, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was like an intermediary chapter anyway. So I don't know. Yeah, just confidently written. It's like not much to say because it just like that's just like a pure setup chapter. Like, I like. See, I don't even know what to say. It's setting some shit up, and we'll see what happens. Okay. I'm in, uh, the Steve. I'm in the same boat as a clever hyena <laughs> over here. Um, I. What was the big plot movement? Talking to the senator? Yeah, it's more of. Yeah, just a. Setup. We learned about the whole plot. Yeah. yeah. And her reveal <laughs> of trying to do a genocide. <laughs> So, no, stuff, but nothing's happened yet. Like it's set up, though. You know, it's like an intermediary chapter to like set up a big thing that's about to happen. Yeah, it's very much a December of chapters. So, yeah, it's a little bit, you know, kind of snowy out. Just gotta take it easy <laughs> as it comes. <laughs> that's how I felt about this chapter. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> I'm skiing down the slopes, is what this chapter is saying to me. Um, well, this is the well, this is like the bunny slope, but then the bunny slope ends at just like a cliff, and you just fall off the mountain. That's <laughs> <laughs> what so this chapter is. Uh, uh, proper gent. So I'm actually going to disagree with my uh, fellow guests here. And say that I really enjoyed this chapter. Now, I recognize that it's a setup chapter, but that's not a criticism to me. That is, you know, a, if anything, I, I feel like so much of the fucking fan fiction, like, it's like, plot, 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 here we go, climax, alright, let's get out of here. Like, you know, actually that's seeing people pieces love fanfic. be, it's how, it's, a, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's things being set up. Like, I mean, that, this might be the first time we've actually read something where things are going to actually have consequences down the road instead of this happened, then this happened, then this happened, then this happened. Look, with fanfic, you only get the grizzle on the meat, and that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> you only get, Wait, the you only get the gristle? What are you talking about? <laughs> what kind of diet do you have? Are you like an actual hyena? <laughs> I mean, this is an actually very engaging, very interesting plot. I love the High Sander character already, and I feel like I like him even more than I remember liking him in Chapter 1 or 2 whenever he showed up. 
this a reporter is being played like a fiddle, and I actually really appreciate seeing her POV because they could have just done it where it was Richard Gray's POV and like you know, right? Like, oh, he I'm just says best. it. He just yeah, that's true. Yeah, the lazy version of this would have been just him just showing up and just speaking. Yeah, like, being oh, like, yeah, it would be a speech. Yeah, my basically. POV and I give the speech. Yeah, that's true. So I'm liking the characters. Like, every single character that we've seen is someone in a different hierarchy, a different class, a different political group that has different motivations. And we're, I, I feel like we're going to see them all, like, intersect and cross. And that's just such a cool concept to me that I feel like, you know, like, it's very Game of Thrones-esque. And I know I've definitely in the past compared this a lot, but I like that type of fiction. So, like, I like seeing, like, you know, POVs and plot points and characters intermix and interact with each other in ways that you wouldn't normally see in a traditional like hey it's just one character just hanging out and doing their things with that being said as well too i think all the dialogue is great like i think it you know yes. it, 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 they 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 talk like people i can just visualize like it doesn't feel awkward it doesn't feel loose it doesn't feel fake like it doesn't feel like the author is saying the stuff to push the plot. It seems like how I would imagine people in the society to actually communicate with each other. Yeah, like, you, like if you like if you're watching a movie, you could see them saying this. They're more passive aggressive. They're more assholey. They're like if you live in a post-apocalyptic dystopian thing, you're not going to be nice top of the morning to you. You're going to be like, "What the fuck do you want?" Like you know, you're going to be agitated. You're going to be pissed off, especially because I know all the fucking people storming the Capitol are like this personality. If that ideology won, of course they'd fucking adopt that and just be because our president right now does that. He's just an asshole. He, he's mean. He's a bully. Like you know, like everyone's a little bit of a bully in this story, and you don't like anyone. Like I don't like anyone, and I love it because it's like this it, is his society. I also, I love the. I, I one comment I gotta say, and this is not just this chapter, but other chapters as well. I like how the author's been able to like put in little extra thought jabs that really like show home like the conditioned racial hierarchy. Yeah, absolutely. That exists, right. Yeah. Like the full like the little orange joke about impregnating his girlfriend, and then like in the other chapters where they talk like like oh you know, like they just make these little like derogatory uh, statements. But it's in their subconscious. They're not even saying that in dialogue to make it shocking. This is what they're passively thinking. Yeah. And so like literally, it's you reaffirming have... exactly their stereotypes. Hierarchy. Yeah, exactly. Like it's Which justifying like... the hierarchy from the POVs of racist assholes. And it's... Which, like, if you if you talk to a lot of racist assholes, you see, like, that's kind of how they think. You know, it's like, yeah, it's like, an, it's, it's, like it's deep in there. Yeah. Talk, it's do you really... talk to a bunch of racist assholes? What? All the time, uh, dude. I, I have I've had my fair share, as you know, I, I won't go into further details, but I'm definitely familiar with the territory. But what I can definitely say is that I don't know what well, maybe you should have a I, I, My scales are always going to be based on what Fancy Octopus gives me. Yeah, you and need to this talking is, to yourself this... in the mirror, man. I told you. <laughs> like... <laughs> Wait, who you? Did you say something? What? You just said you talked to a lot of racist assholes. Well, sure, dude. We know we talk to yourself in the mirror a lot. Uh, I was like, I, I told I you to stop talking to the mirror. He's an estimation from Alabama. We told you. <laughs> we've, we've talked to you about this. Uh, <laughs> takes yeah, one and uh, no one. My, my, my scale is only based on things that Fancy Octopus has ever shown me. And in that on that regard, scale, then it goes up a lot, yeah. Well, because that's just, what their yeah, show is. Just it's... abandon the tyranny of the rating system. Approach every story <laughs> anew. Decide what five stars means. I have on never, the spot I have never. Fancy Octopus, right? Yeah, I'm doing in the context story. of this story. <laughs> Fancy Octopus just has never like... shown me a story this good. I mean, that's just the reality. So I'm going to continue <laughs> false. giving it. You know, 100 percent false. What Johnny Bravo <laughs> What story is better than this? That you Johnny read? Bravo. Ten, no. Ten times better. <laughs> no. I, I feel Bravo? like I can't what? even have it's an sacred text with you if you. If you they're the sacred text. Of course, it's, they're it's better. Fine. I agree. Are you going to tell me that Gay Tales is be- was better than is worse than this? Yes, I am. Come on. Like, Gay Tales is also a sacred text a of the See, podcast. See, here's, the, here's thing. the thing. You I lie up- awake in bed thinking about Gay Tales. I don't do that about this. <laughs> hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Want to give Johnny a try? <laughs> Literally, they're... Okay, hang on. 
parts of K-Tales are straight up unreadable. Hey there, little Susie. You want to come be my mama for the night? Hey there, little Susie. You want to come by my place tonight? See? Oh, God. See? We need the Johnny Bravo and uh, K-Tales no crossover. character impersonations you could do for this story. That doesn't, make it, that doesn't make fan fiction good to me. Like <laughs> all metrics are arbitrary. This is and also original fiction, and you're trying to compare this weird, the weird Johnny Bravo story with Dexter's Laboratory. Oh, whoa, like, Mama, calling me weird. <laughs> hey, Mama. Yeah, this is by far the best uh, story you have put on here, Fancy. I hope it sounds like he's still updating. He just updated like a month ago, so you know, keep yeah. writing this if you hear this. Uh, I can only say words of encouragement, and uh, you know, I think that this is this is might be the first story where I feel like if we've ever finished this, I would be like, okay, this is actually shit someone could read and not be confused or annoyed, you know. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> are you saying you don't enjoy your time on the podcast? Is that what you're trying? <laughs> this to is say? the what. This yeah. is actually maybe one of the few that in Gay Tales. So Gay Tales, this. And I'll give you the Johnny Bravo story. Are like the three <laughs> stories we've ever read where I'm not frustrated Whoa, and I want to come back for another episode. You mean you're not like, frustrated? Frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> frustrated. Normally you're like, frustrated. Like, every every other story we read, whether it's the brother vampire brothers or uh, just boring stories, whatever the case may be, I don't <laughs> want to come back. But these, this is one of the few stories where I'm like, let's read another chapter. Like, let's go. Because I want to see how this finishes. Uh, so, 4.75 out of 5. Maybe you're just, just a perverted dumbass. Have you ever thought of that? <laughs> I just said Gay Tales is one of those ones I want to keep reading. So, um, for my rating, uh, one thing I really appreciate of this author is just their, like, really, like, well-defined and, like, consistent political world they've created. Yep. I, really, I really enjoy that. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to go as far as say that it trumps the sacred text. I'm not a, <laughs> a heretic. You're not so, an orange uh, citizen. <laughs> so I'm going to give this one. Uh, let's yeah, see. Questioning like Johnny a... Bravo demotes you to a blue citizen, like immediately. You just get shot in the head. Dude, the automatic security systems are going to get you. Yeah. Don't take the blue pill. It kills you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give this story a yellow. It's just side That's like a caution. Slow down. No, I, I mean because it's red plus green. Ah. Well, okay, yeah. Hey, mama. <laughs> hey, mama. Hey, mama. Hey, mama. Uh, hey, mama. <laughs> Whoa, baby. Hey, hey mama. 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 Hey, mama. Hey, mama. 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 That's right, Ooh. Mama. Didn't mean mama. to make you cry. <laughs> I put a gun to his head, Mama. Mama. I did it, Mama. I guess that counts as an ending. <laughs> See? We talk about Johnny Bravo. Hey, the stories, you know, they might take off. And if you have any other stories you think might take off, feel free to email them to us at barrygenpodcast at gmail.com. 